It is time for a guest entry. But first, a quick disclaimer. Most of the guests I've had on were recorded through Discord due to us being long distance. If the quality dips, it's due to my connection. But I hope each of these conversations brings you new knowledge of the creative and cultural arts. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to another guest entry. Today, I have Jay Rooney on to chat about all things game-related. In fact, we got so into it that I didn't get to ask him my most important questions. Next time, I will. Definitely. In this conversation, we talk about video games, tabletop RPGs, Substack, and much more. Jay is a publisher and host of the award-winning newsletter, Game and Word. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Greetings, my wonderful audience. We have another guest on to discuss some deep topics related to tabletop RPGs and video games in general, and to share what they are creating. Jay Rooney, that's how you pronounce your name, correct? That is correct. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. So who are you? Thanks for having me. Very excited. Who are you and what do you do? So I am a lifelong passionate gamer, uh, currently living in Northern California. I publish Game and Word, which is a weekly long-form newsletter and companion podcast that explores the intersection of games and the arts, sciences, the humanities. Basically, I try to I try to look at games and analyze games in their wider, more human context. If mm. that makes sense. Mm. Yes. So that's actually really cool because it's like being able to analyze things because because we're we're all human and we have to we have to like when, whenever we're playing things we have to also live in reality. But you know, get, video games is mm-hmm. is usually seen as a as an escapism route but sometimes you you can actually Mm -hmm. utilize utilize games in a way to uh, assist you through life in some in some Mm -hmm. regards as well yeah and i think that like yeah absolutely i see that a lot in tabletop rpgs um and i and i know Mm -hmm. there's that there's a controversy behind video games and how like like you know people get addicted to certain things and also there's there's the the idea of like with like call of duty games like that kids start to you know get mm-hmm. all you know there's, there's all that all that like con- violence yeah and, vi- yep, violence yep. and stuff oh um, yes but we will get into that yes and, and i and i can and <laughs> yes and i can tell you like how many times actually it's like pretty much Every single time I come on to like a non-gaming podcast or like I give a talk mm-hmm. or or whatnot to like a non-gaming audience, uh, I could set my watch <laughs> to just the, the clockwork precision, right, of the amount of time that the five seconds that lapse between me wrapping up my uh, presentation mm-hmm. and the first... Q&A coming in asking specifically about violence in video games. <laughs> yeah. Happens 
every single time. Like I'm, I'm telling you, when I say it's so predictable, I could set my watch to it. Like I'm only barely exaggerating. <laughs> like it's happened. It, it, <laughs> it happens every single time. Actually, no. This morning, actually, I was recording another one, and it was the first one in which the host didn't bring it up. Oh, wow. It was actually me that brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Admittedly, I framed it a little differently from, you know, from what I received the questions. Yeah. Life's funny like that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and especially with, with that, with that specific specific controversy behind it, because like people try to like drum up some kind of drama and in, in everything to get to get mm-hmm. clicks, and that's that's usually the media, and I feel like that is like a yeah. huge part of everything that goes on with yes. controversies like that. Um, but yeah, one one hundred percent. Yeah, and but before before we like really dive deep into like all the crazy stuff. Uh, I actually want to know mm-hmm. your backstory. Where did you begin with all of this? Like, like, tell us, tell us the beginning of your mm-hmm. trip down video games and creating content for it all. Sure, sure, yeah. So a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> all right, take two. Um, all right. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, just time for real. So um, I'm a I'm a lifelong gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my earliest memory, um, you know, the earliest memory that I still uh, somewhat remember somewhat clearly was me unwrapping a an NES mm. uh, for it was either for my birthday or for the holidays. Um, it, it was in 1989. I was four years old. Wow. And little, little, if, if my mom knew what, you know, how monumental that moment would be in my life, I don't think she would have gotten it for me <laughs> because <laughs> Because that thing, you know, that co- that little console and all its you know, successive uh, consoles mm-hmm. uh, have been with me through my whole life, through thick and thin. They've they've given me so many awesome memories. Uh, they've you know helped me build traits like persistence mm-hmm. and and patience and. Um, and they comforted me when things were going really rough mm. and took me to so many worlds and introduced me to so many uh, people that told so many wonderful stories that I wouldn't uh, have um, experienced otherwise. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, I, I think that's in no small part related to the fact that I was a writer since I could basically pick up a pencil. Um, and I've always had a very strong kind of creative urge, right? Like it doesn't even have to be writing, you know, (laughs) like it could be like Photoshop or whatever. Right. You know, but I need to be made like creating. So if I don't like my soul, literally, literally withers. I I know that feeling. I, there's something about being a being yeah. a, crea- a creative like soul that it's mm-hmm. some the people who who don't have that 
that urge don't necessarily understand that like we need mm-hmm. we need to be able to create something or or else we're going to we're going to freak out we're going to like enter into some kind mm-hmm. of like depressive state because it's like yep. it's like a a need for us and i've yes. i've always i've always yes. felt that mm-hmm. absolutely it's like you know kind of like how our body has its own needs you know like to you know like a, a food um you know like a, a water mm-hmm. air uh, what have you um uh so like uh, the the spirit has its own needs too yeah you know yeah. and it's going to be you know and of course that's going to you know what those needs are there's going to be as many variations as they are people but absolutely like if you if you even partially self-identify as a creative person then that drive like that that hunger to create is going to be like an intrinsic part of the very core of your being sometimes i also feel like it it it's a blessing and a curse it it's one of those things yes uh because yes when it's a curse it's like you start creating something and then you pop in uh, another idea pops into your head because you're creating that one thing and then you can't focus on Mm -hmm. one thing at a time and it it yeah it really it's a it's a very difficult thing to like handle and Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's, absolutely and that's why um the number one uh killer of um of game uh, development projects is scope creep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you know, if you don't impose some structure and discipline on the team, then, you know, everyone's going to, you know, bring their ideas and then there's going to end. And so then next thing, you know, your, your cutesy little pixel R2D platformer has become uh, like a 3d, like, like, like a, like, 4k mmo rpg <laughs> and with with, with 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 30 different classes yeah and and then it's like and then then like it just implodes under its own pressure <laughs> under its own like uh create really it implodes under its own creative energy would paradoxically um so yeah it's uh yeah it's hard you know it's it's hard to you know like uh to Except that, you know, yeah, not all of your creative babies are going to go out into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, And it's something we all have to reckon with at some point. Yes. So you are, you focused on, on video games and you said you got, you got the NES uh, as a kid, four years mm-hmm. old, you said? Yes. Uh, after, mm-hmm. after that, like what? What other gaming, like, were there gaming consoles that you started creating, or, or, di- or, or, I mean, mm-hmm. not, not creating, uh, yeah. like getting? Oh yeah, like, like I, I, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've owned pretty much every Nintendo console since then, mm-hmm. uh, both handheld, both you know, regular console and handheld, and and yes, that includes the Virtual Boy, mm. um, and I've also owned uh, a PS2, uh, Sega Dreamcast, um. I currently own uh, a Switch, obviously, uh, an Xbox Series S, and a Steam Deck. Hmm. Were you, when 
when there were so the, the ex, during so I'm young. I'm I'm 25. I I grew up playing the play, PlayStation Two when it when it came out. Um, and with that, I, I loved PlayStation and then, and then when the Xbox Mm -hmm. one and, and PS4, well, Xbox one and PS3 came out, right? Was that the same time or was that? No, no, it was, it was Xbox, it was Xbox 360 and and PS3. Okay. We got the PS3. We got the PS3 because we, we Mm. were PlayStation household but I, I realized that the PlayStation 3 wasn't as good as the Xbox 360 with all like with the Halo. And I didn't I never got to really play Halo games. So I, I never got got into that, like that whole mm. culture, unfortunately. Right. Because like, I, I love sci- I love science, yeah, like, it's, science yeah. fantasy stuff. That's like more, science like, fiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally, and and it's fun. It's fun. and honestly, I'm not even a person who really likes FPSs, mostly mm-hmm. because I really suck at them. Yeah, me too. Um, me but too. I, but I really, I, <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm like a perma noob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like my 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 uh, my KD ratio in, in COD is like is like it's like in the high negatives. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's, that's how much I suck. Honestly, I'm I'm the same way. Like my 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 friends got we all got Destiny when it when it came out, and I like they had mm-hmm. to like carry me through everything that we did. Eventually, I literally just <laughs> sat there and farmed and just like went for it and played whenever they weren't weren't there, so that I would get a lot better at it and and finally i got better at it but then i i i can't do first person shooters i can't for, first person is difficult for me i like third person i don't know i don't know what it is it's like i, yeah. I like seeing the character yeah. there yeah 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 and also i think with third person um like it's more acceptable to use like say like a like aim assist mm-hmm. right and things like that um whereas you know, at a first, you know, if you're doing in a first person shooter, then you know your your geek cred might get called into question. And if and if and in multiplayer, then you know you'll get you'll get banned for cheating. <laughs> but um, I think, but, it, but most third person shooters will have like a like like an assist. You know, if they have an assist mode, like that part of that will be like the aim assist. Yeah, and yeah. I know for me that's helped. That helps a lot. <laughs> Another thing that helps a lot is in Splatoon. One of the uh, classes you can pick is the like the roller. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to aim and you know with my you know like like jittery like hands and you know and and go all you know and shoot all over the place, I just take a roller uh, full of pain. I just run around like you know like covering the arena Inc. I, I don't know if you play platoon at all or like I, know the premise um, I, I feel like i've i feel like i've played it before but a long time ago i'm not i i i, I recognize yeah. the name yeah yeah so, so so in splatoon like the way you win is uh so you so all your characters have like ink tanks right mm-hmm. and and whoever covers the most of the of the stage and your team's ink color wins like so that team wins right I, I I know that game. Yeah, I know yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah. So so the rollers are good for you know for cut for inking a lot of area, right? Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. you know, but against like any range weapons, they're basically sitting ducks, yeah. right? So you have to have you know 
you have to have at least some shooters, you know, or snipers and all that to, to make sure that they don't get picked off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a MOBA in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so not, so not really either, but, um, but yeah, fun game. Speaking, um, speaking of, but, uh, of but yeah, and it's, and it's sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, oh no! I was gonna, I was gonna say like just as far as tabletop games, um, I would say my current favorite is probably Forgotten Waters. Um, Forgotten Waters, and uh, oh, th- th- this is besides D- yeah, 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 and this is besides D and D, of course. I mean, D and D goes without saying. Yeah, but, uh, oh, Forgotten oh. Waters is a is a fun, <laughs> right? If I'm on, if I if I'm talking to you here, then it's pretty much a given. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, Forgotten Waters. Uh, sorry, I keep interrupting. You. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go it's, ahead. it's okay. Uh, uh, Forgotten Waters. I actually, I don't think I've. Is is Forgotten? It's a tabletop RPG, or is it a, a like a board game, or? So so it's so it's a board game with a lot of RPG elements. Mm. So, you know, so it has the board and you know and and the you know the tiles and all that yeah. and. And you know whatever you know yada yada you know you you know you collect your gold da da da, but um but there's also uh, so it's a co-op game right so you play as a crew of magical pirates basically okay. so so then so each of the pirates you know has you know has a pre kind of it's a pre-made character sheet right mm-hmm. and then there's RPG style character progression right you know so you can gain. You know, they don't call it XP, but it's basically XP, yeah. right? You know, and and you can quote unquote level up. Basically, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a very strong narrative and like you know, kind of like act out like actual role play element to it as well. Interesting. I would actually say it's kind of like like I would actually say it's like an RPG light. That's huh. how I would describe it. Which also makes it very accessible to yeah. people who don't usually play uh, tabletop. Or like my wife does not, you know doesn't play games at all like video <laughs> games uh not even like like not even like card games not even like like you know like like monopoly or something uh, just, just games is games just do not click for her but she actually had a lot of fun playing this game mm. because uh she's uh so she's an english teacher yeah and so she you know so she's very much a storyteller and um so, uh, so, so, so I, so I noticed she really gravitates to the, to the narrative side of, of, of RPGs a lot. Yeah, that's, so, uh, that, that's so, very, so, yeah, so I think I've, I found my end. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, that's really good. Cause, uh, honestly, if my, my, my girlfriend, when I first started making my, my game, uh, she, she was not a nerd at all or anything like that i basically had to had to mm-hmm. pull it out of her and i uh she she would read stories and stuff and so i i, I used to, i used to write write stories and she'd she'd read them um and then when i first started making my own tabletop mm-hmm. rpg she uh she started playing in, in it and like at first i was playing D before that and then a, a star wars like the star wars force mm-hmm. and force and destiny game um yeah and yeah. I, I, I love Star Wars. So like, we tried to get her in, in on the Star Wars stuff, 
she ended up making like making like an Ewok character, and you know, is like she didn't like nice. she she played it, but it wasn't like a, a full thing until I started making my game mm-hmm. and then putting her through like the story that I I was creating, and she she very much enjoyed it and 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 started getting getting ready into it. Um, she'll probably be listening to this episode, and if you are listening, we're we're, we're gonna have to continue to you know play play our your character because in my in my podcast she has a character too <laughs> yeah that's right. my wife you know honey if you're listening to this too um keep keep at it, keep at it. there's a there's a game out there for you there there is a game out there for you somewhere there's a game I, out I there for everyone <laughs> yes yes exactly like how can there not be you know i mean like that's it's like saying like there's like oh like you know like there's there's no music mm-hmm. for me right yeah you know it's like yeah there is you know you just haven't found the type of music that you real that really connects with you mm-hmm. right yeah and um so going back to video games I actually want to ask you yes a question what is your favorite genre of or like type of mm. video game. I know that's kind of, you know, a yes. very vague question. Like, you could go anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I think just based on what I've told you, I think you could probably guess. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's everything. <laughs> uh, RPGs. RPGs? I was going to think, like, strategy or yes. I, I, I was going to guess, like, strategy or something. Yeah, but oh, R- actually, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love those games too, yeah. but RPGs are definitely my jam. Yeah. Okay. Well, what uh, is, is there a specific like uh, franchise or RPG franchise that you enjoy mm-hmm. the most, or like a few that you yes. can name off? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. So my favorite uh, RPG of all time, which also happens to be my favorite game of all time, is Earthbound. Earthbound uh, followed closely by mm. yes. I don't think I've I've heard uh, of ever one. heard of that game. I don't think I have. So it is a so it came out in 1995 for the SNES, and it was a, it was really obscure for a long time because it was you know kind of critically panned because it had you know very you know simple colorful like pixel graphics at mm-hmm. a time when everyone's you know going like. Oh, more realistic blood. Uh, ten out of ten. Um, you know, so the critics panned it. Um, uh, it was a commercial flop, um, but it just kind of like languished in obscurity until uh, they included the protagonist Ness as a playable character in Smash Brothers, mm. and more people started to kind of like, "Hey, who's this guy?" and kind of started to learn more about it and 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 now it's built up uh quite a fur i i would say quite a i'll be diplomatic and say very passionate uh cult <laughs> following <laughs> and, and, and 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 fortunately you know they've been vocal enough that you know that nintendo's been persuaded to re-release it on nintendo switch online mm. which was I could I, I I almost fainted when I 
when I saw that in the direct, they announced it. I was, I was like, no, no way, no effing way. Like, like, like tr- tr- 25 years. I never thought this day would come. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful game. It is um, like, so it, it's very much, it, it's very much a, like a genre bender mm-hmm. um, and a theme bender. Um so mechanically it's you know there's it's there's nothing there's nothing really like outstanding or spectacular about the mechanics you're basically your standard 90s era dragon quest esque uh, jrpg right mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know it doesn't stray far from that mold at all but um but it's settings you know so it's set not in you know, some uh, medieval European uh, facsimile, but in uh, a very affectionate uh, Japanese parody of 1990s America. <laughs> a Japanese in, parody of 1990s America. <laughs> yes, or, uh, or yeah, or I guess I guess like what what the Japanese imagine like. 1990s America <laughs> like is like right and slightly exaggerated for comedic effect. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta attend to my family real quick. Can no you worries. Give me a minute. No worries. Go ahead. Yeah. So hold on. I I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Earthbound is um, so. The game designer is uh, a genius slash madman by the name of Shigesato Itoi. And he is Shigesato Itoi. And I can spell it spell it out for you in the chat yeah, if, I don't, if you I don't, want. I'm not sure um, if I'm going to be able he, to pronounce that. <laughs> so um, he is, I mean, when you think of like, when you think of a polymath and like, or like a Renaissance man, mm-hmm. like, like he is that to a T to the point that like he, he practically fits the archetype. Mm-hmm. This man is a freaking genius. He's done everything from, uh, you know, writing novels to writing ad copy to voice acting. Uh, he voiced the dad in um, in Totoro in my neighbor Totoro in the in the Japanese, um, you know, in the original Japanese. Um, he did um, what did he do? He's the president of the, or he's on the board of like the world like championship like regular regulating body for checkers uh (laughs) he's he's won many many fishing trophies Hmm. uh he's he actually like went out like digging for buried gold and like filmed it like 20 years before reality tv was even a thing um the guy the guy is you're right he's he's brilliant and and a madman (laughs) like and crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes and uh and one of his larks was you know i want to make a video game you know so we you know so we approached um you know nintendo and specifically miyamoto uh you know to for that Mm -hmm. ask mom i'm on i'm recording all right sorry no um i'm sorry i'm so sorry just 
Right. <laughs> so. So this, uh, um, this this guy, this brilliant and <laughs> this brilliant and confounding mind, uh, you know, got it in his head one day that he wanted to make a video game. Mm-hmm. So he approached uh, this is like in the late eighties, right? So he approached uh, the fine folks at Nintendo and specifically uh, Miyamoto uh, himself to uh, you know, pitch an idea, you know, and. You know, they kind of refined, you know, they kind of refined the pitch a few times, but, you know, but then they, they greenlit it. And of course, then they were always going to greenlight it because the, because the dude's like, basically, he's basically a celebrity in Japan, <laughs> right? So, yeah. um, he had never, you know, he'd never like made a game before, you know, that, you know, didn't know how to code, uh, didn't like, you know, was it wasn't familiar with, kind of like storytelling best practices in games because there weren't any, you know, cause it was like still so, so we were, still, everyone so was new. still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he ended up creating no joke. One of the most beautiful stories that I've ever experienced, not just in video games, but in any medium hmm. like period. And it's sequel mother three which unfortunately hasn't been released outside of japan but there are fan translations out there as long as you own a legal copy just want to put that out there you know i you know don't condone software piracy but um but the sequel um, mother because the the series is called mother in japan right so mm-hmm. earthbound is mother two right so it's the second game so the first one wasn't released outside of japan either until very recently um for for the switch um, but, uh, so yeah, so I just called it earthbound for, for the North American localization. Uh, and so, so yeah, mother three is an even, even more beautiful story, but it's also a much darker and, and heavier story, mm. <laughs> like, uh, con- constant warnings up the wazoo, like, like death, um, like, uh, oh, so body it's, horror. It's, it's not rated uh, E for everyone. <laughs> No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> if it were to, if it were to get a release, um, I would say I would say T at the very least, and yeah. even then, I'd give it maybe a ten percent shot. I really think it would be rated M mm. because it is a very dark game, uh, but also but also a very beautiful game mm-hmm. because in spite of its darkness, there's, it always carries like this kind of like spark of a very sincere optimism and sense of hope, right? You know, you play through this whole game, you know, where you're basically, you know, have a front seat road to what, you know, rampant materialism, greed and capitalism does to a community and to, and to the environment up to the point of, of, bringing on the apocalypse of oh, spoiler spoilers by the way um <laughs> made major major spoilers yeah. uh, for for these games um but uh but yeah but uh, but throughout it all you know there's always you know this kind of sense that you know maybe you know maybe just maybe our better natures could win out in the end mm. and you know, and these games are very vague and because very much open to interpretation, right? Yeah, so, yeah. 
almost like whatever you make of it is is just as valid as you know what I do. Um, but yeah, like I, I even in spite of its darkness, I, I thought it was really a, a very optimistic game. Uh, strangely enough, and and it's like yeah, it's being able to pull off like that type of of paradoxical juxtaposition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think really illustrates uh, illustrates Itoi San's, uh, like unparalleled genius. Mm. Um, and Earthbound isn't nearly as dark though. It does have those, it does, it does veer suddenly into some very dark <laughs> territory every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so effective because the rest of the game is, you know, kind of like cartoony and cheery and, you know, and the script is like, is so well done, you know, like it's, it's witty. It's, it's, it's sharp it's um it's like it's insightful um so you know so you have this kind of like cheery like veneer right you know like but then so then when it does take a turn for the dark it totally catches you completely off guard yeah it just kind of smacks you in the face and you're just like oh oh okay (laughs) yeah i I actually i actually really like those kinds of those kinds of games yeah and and stories in general Mm -hmm. Check it out. Yeah, I, I check I, it out. I, it's uh, it's on the Switch. It's on the Switch. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask my brother to mm-hmm. to borrow it because I don't have a Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly yeah. something I, it. it'll be. You I know, should it, definitely get yeah. is a Switch. But also, I I the the thing about me is that I don't necessarily play play very very many video games, uh, because I'm so mm-hmm. I'm so right. focused in the tabletop like in the tabletop arena that it's just, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making, I'm making my game. So it, it's like, uh, I don't have time to really right. distract myself with something else, but mm-hmm. I, no, totally. I do like, and, 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 I do I like taking that, the, you know, I, I do like taking the occasional journey to a, a different, you know, a different story and like RPG realm. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, no, and, and, you know, I totally feel that, you know, because ever since, you know, launching this publication and doing it full time, you know, like, uh, there are, you know, there is a big distinction now between like games that I play for fun mm-hmm. and games that I play for work, mm-hmm. which is so, so freaking poetic. I love it. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a Zen koan. It's like a Zen koan. Right? <laughs> Speak, speaking of your, of your pu- publication, uh, it's game, game and word and it's on a uh, sub stack. How, how, how is that? Going? Correct. How, how, how is that whole world? going because i i recently started my my sub stack uh last year mm-hmm. so and and mm-hmm. i mainly i mainly focus on on my on my universe and, and stuff and like posting my podcast there mm-hmm. uh but you have like your whole mm-hmm. your whole thing going on there well, well, go ahead and dive into that a little bit if you'd like mm-hmm yeah, sure. So, um, so, so one, so one of the many things I like about Substack is how they're always trying to find ways to kind of like whatever you want to do will make it easy, so you can just sit down and write. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I launched, um, I launched uh, my Substack uh, around the same time that they launched um, like their podcast. Uh, feature mm. that was, and 
where it's uh, you upload the audio to uh, to Substack, and then yeah. you know you write a regular post, can be your episode notes, whatever, and then you, you adjust a couple of settings on the back end, and then when it publishes, it'll also send it to you know to, to Apple Podcasts yeah. and Spotify and all the you know major podcasting platforms, mm-hmm. and you know it makes it really easy to do it. Um, and they're trying to do some the, the same thing with video. With video, I don't think they're quite there yet, but that could hold a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and they recently introduced a subscriber chat, yeah, which yeah. is kind of like a like a micro Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, Twitter without the you know without Twitter, <laughs> which <laughs> ma- which makes it like better by default. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, I I haven't started using subscriber chat just because like I, I have my I have my own Discord server that I that I use and I, ah, yeah. I I would have used subscriber chat if my Discord didn't get so active like recently yes. so because yeah. because it's active I'm I'm mostly like focused on getting people there rather than getting people into yeah. into Substack uh, talking the there yeah totally. Oh yeah, totally. And that's one thing. One thing that I actually recently suggested to them was, um, you know, like maybe more in- more integrations. You mm-hmm. know, for you know some of us, you know, for some of us, you know, uh, you know, uh, a Discord and you know access to a Discord server is uh, is a very valuable perk. Yeah, that, that, that so, would be actually really great because right now they they have the Twitter feature where you can you can post the any of your of your posts to, to Twitter, like Twitter right, right yes. off the bat. And then it also goes to, to people's emails as well. So like that, that are subscribed. So that's like, that's good. But having yes. a discord feature, that'd be cool. That'd be mm-hmm. really cool. Like, like yes. ma- making their own discord bot for Substack, And then it's like the right sub- Substack uh, subscribers can then get like perks inside the discord or something like that. Like special voice channel yeah. where you can talk to like, uh, and ask me anything kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and that, that's what I hope to use the threads for at some point, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah like a, a, a discord, a discord would be perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, without, without there being a direct integration, then, you know, you have to deal with, you have to go through another third party app mm-hmm. and, you know, and then make sure, all the dominoes are lined up, but then, you know, then suddenly one of them falls and, you know, and, you know, it's just, this a royal pain in the ass. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, it'll be chat until they add discord integration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So another thing I really like yes. about Substack is that, is that they have a really good, like the way that they encourage, um, like growth, like, you know, like list growth is, I, I think, brilliant mm. because it doesn't, it's not like social media, right? You know, there's no algorithm deciding, you know, who's going to see what at any given moment. Uh, what you see is basically, you know, unless, you know, if you're not directly searching for something, then like, you know, then what you see is stuff that, has been recommended to you by other Substack writers. Yes, yeah. The recommendations and, feature is, is pretty good yeah, with that. The recommendations. Yeah. It is amazing. Like, I, I think, like, yeah, 60% of my subscriber growth uh, comes from recommendations. Mm. 
alone. Yeah. Well, I'm it's now wonderful. I'm now recommending game, game and Word. So, <laughs> if you go to my Substack uh, audi- audience, go go check out Game and Word. Really appreciate it. So, and I will I I I will do likewise for you too because I I've I've, I've started I've started skimming through your Substack and yeah. I've gotten in too deep, but you know I I. I Oh, concept and you you can go in pretty deep if you i i mainly i don't write too many posts because i'm i'm mainly like doing podcasts and and live streams uh um, right and then also working on, on my game my game is on my my official website this the sub stack mm. is is mostly uh to try to branch into the audience on Substack and like and just pulling the features that i have yeah. from my website to Substack. And then people can then mm-hmm. like subscribe there, and if they subscribe there, I'll give them a a promotion code to subs- that like to actually be also subscribed on my official website, so that they can play my game as well. And like that's kind of like how I how I Got it. made it. Um, but with with that, I I know that like I have a lot of content coming out, and this I'm I'm sure like some of my audience is like slow down there because uh, I I have literally this my, my yeah, I mean all of 2022 actually like giving you that feedback. Or? Uh, well, my one of my one of my buddies uh, he he right. my, my buddy Jaron. Maybe uh, they want to call you. <laughs> you, you may want to pull your audience on that because yeah, um, yeah. you'd be surprised. Like my like my uh, my issues average around five thousand words mm. every week, right? And you know, in the beginning, I was part I was part of a writers group in the beginning, um, and I was totally mismatched. Um, I really you know because they didn't have a gaming category still don't have a, a gaming category uh so i really should have been with like you know like the history folks mm-hmm. or the philosophy folks they put me in with the culture folks um <laughs> you know the type who write you know like angst written first person essays about yeah. you know about how much their life sucks and and how <laughs> uh you know and how deep they are because they're because they're so angsty all the time yeah yeah um and they and they are all said like, you know, like, oh, it's too long. You know, but, you know, uh, one of them even said, like, you know, like that, that he had like, like a physical reaction from it. I'm not even kidding. Really? Um, and I was just like, you know, and I was like, well, screw you guys. You're not the target audience, you know? And then, you know, then after I was kind of, because you know, eventually, you know, after a while I started thinking, wait, like, what if they were right or something, you know? So then yeah, I was like, yeah. created a survey or, you know, and I was like, all right, well, what, you know, what would be, a good publishing schedule, right? So, you know, shorter, more frequent, you know, longer, less frequent, whatever. And and almost everyone said, it's fine just the way it is. Mm. Yeah. For me, my scheduling is based off of, so what I do is I have a live stream campaign that I'm running that, uh, that it goes Mm bi-weekly on Tuesdays and the campaign itself, the storyline ties directly into the podcast and so i've been Mm. i've i spent literally basically most of 2022 recording game sessions and different uh different series from like my game like for different characters so there's like different story arcs going on and it's an anthology so it's like 
based in like yeah, different time periods. So I'm trying to tie it into that must have been that must have been intense. It is. It is. Honestly, if I were to tell you, like I, I'm trying not to like toot my own my own horn or anything like that. I, I, mm. I commend my players for how well they played their characters and how how amazing the stories are. Uh, the play, the yeah. Jaren, my my play, my player who who says I have a lot of content coming out. Uh, he. he Play, he he plays two characters like at or like at the same time, kind of g- going back and forth, and it's like a good character and a bad character, and okay. they like they butt okay. heads. Wow, that's they Ooh. butt heads, and it's a it's a huge series that's going to be coming out wow, like, later this year. Um, the, that is talent. That is talent right there. It is. It is like, insane how great wow. the stories are inside of it. I. I do recommend listening to to it all. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not trying to shill too much. I, I, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm just totally excited. No, I, that's totally fine. I, yeah, no, like, that sounds. I mean, just hearing that, just hearing that, I'm like, what the wow? Because, because you know, because in in my group, um, one of uh, <laughs> uh, so my group, they're mostly like level three characters yeah. and because i am a uh, an insane diabolical madman i i thought it'd be a great idea to give them access to the deck of many things oh oh and... at level three <laughs> at level three level three yeah oh my we yeah. got we got it at like yeah. level like 14 <laughs> uh, yeah oh, oh i i know <laughs> i i just I don't know what got into I don't know what got into me, but you know, but I'm I kind of excited to see where it goes. Yeah. But uh but yeah. one of them got a um you know, basically like another you know, he had to create another character. <laughs> um yeah. you because know, he had like, I feel like, that, like like a familiar sort of I, like, I feel like that has to happen. I I feel like that has to happen every time uh, every time a group gets the deck of many things. Like it happens at least once because when we got it Someone, right. someone ended up pulling a card, and then they had to make another character so that they could play with us. Yeah, it, was a, it was the night. It was the night card. Oh. That's the one it was. Oh. Um, and it's uh, and, and so funny because because the whole session, like he basically forgot that like <laughs> that that his secondary character was like right there, like with him. Oh. <laughs> Until finally, like you know, it's like, oh wait, you're still there, you know, like and fuse and. You know, all right. So he rolled initiative. You know, like you know, took his place and then delivered the kind of like the final blow to a. It was it was a mean lock, mm-hmm. and so rather than have the mean lock die, I had it kind of shadow teleport out and take the character with him. Mm. So, so it's like, oh, I haven't used him all morning. I mean, all. This all you know all evening and mm-hmm. now he's gone. Like I'm a monster. <laughs> like well, I mean not not quite that, right? But, yeah. Uh, but uh, but there's definitely a a, a renewed vigor. And it's like no, we're like well, here's what we know about these creatures, what they do, where they are. Like we have to go like to the mines and we have to get them now. 
Oh, right. And yeah. it just injected a whole new, like, second wind into the party. <laughs> and it was very satisfying. <laughs> that's that's good. It's so interesting how, like, some of the, you, you know, the, the, the randomized elements of tabletop RPGs end up working so well with the story. That happens practically all the time mm-hmm. for me. It's the strangest thing. I feel yeah. like there's something cursed but but blessed about my dice whenever i'm rolling from for yeah. like for random right. things to happen <laughs> for my characters it's like it it fits so well with the story but sometimes it's like the worst thing like that there's there's the... some tragic things that happen for some of my characters but it fits it it just right. works so well for for the story and i'm yes. i'm so i i'm on the edge of my seat because i like i it's I don't really plan out my sessions. I mostly improvise them. So, so everything is like, it's just popping up into my head. That's what I should do. But I mean, (laughs) I don't, I I don't know if it's like, like you should also prep prep sessions for certain things to happen. It's just, I don't like do, I I, I don't like prepping. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm just, but I'm the type of person, you know, like, you know, I just, I just, the creative urges are so strong, you know, like yeah. that. I, I, I'll come in with like a whole, you know, like, with like a, like, like, like an Elder Scrolls, like <laughs> level, like amount of lore, yeah. right? you know, ready yeah. to go. I'm just that type of person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's actually, it's another, you know, another thing that's, you know, great about games, I guess, tabletop games generally, you know, another thing, you know, games with Toppy, you know, like, uh, you know, like a non-attachment mm-hmm. <laughs> and letting go, you know, like with writers, especially there's this whole adage. It's like, you know, like you, you kill your babies. So it's basically sometimes there's a passage you really, really, really like. Yeah. You love how it sounds. You love it. So you don't have everything about it, but it doesn't fit in with the rest of the work. Yeah. So you have to cut it. Mm-hmm. And each time it is, it is it is psychically, spiritually, emotionally excruciating, mm-hmm. but you got to do it, you know. And um, so yeah, so 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 running a campaign is a great way to 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 get you to practice. Yeah, practice that. Uh, not getting because too attached there, to, there, <laughs> to your idea. You, you will like <laughs> see that. That's the thing is that when when you are running a campaign, you have to you have to keep it open ended and allow for mm-hmm. multiple paths for the players to go down. And even with allowing for multiple paths, the players probably won't go down that path. <laughs> and then you will have to yep. f- figure. Yep. Don't, figure don't, it don't, out. don't start. They'll start, they'll start shooting arrows at the at the tavern sign. Yeah, <laughs> just because they were bored. <laughs> uh, which I mean, which is a true story, by the way. <laughs> wow. It just, I mean, target practice for sure. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Can, can't argue with that. All right. Um, or it's like the I don't know if you saw the Reddit the Reddit thread of uh, the campaign where all every single player were lizard folk. Oh, that's that's something I actually want to do. Look it up eventually. Is look it up. It everyone it, was lizard it folk. Is, it is everyone's. It, it it was like it is like laugh out like R O F L M A O funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, like that's something that I actually oh, yeah. really do want to to try out is is having a 
having even if it's like a, a one shot or like a little mini mini thing where every character is playing like the same kind of thing just like a variant of it like so same kind of class like all of them are clerics and but like they're different kinds of clerics they're they're all dwarves and so they're all like you know messing around with each other um and that that's something i like i Mm -hmm. i actually want to be a part of so that we can all like make a joint backstory and then have like a full-on uh just just amazing time playing around with with each other and seeing where the story goes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and those are you know kind of like those organic uh moments uh, Mm um are almost always the most memorable ones like even in like even in video games that allow that to some extent um like in breath of the wild for example right Mm -hmm. uh you know big open world you can go wherever you want you know but there you know there is a main story you know and there are a series of kind of like important quests and all that but my favorite memories like my most like treasured memories from that game were all from times when i was either a straight up lost Mm -hmm. or b just just kind of like willy billying, like twiddling my thumbs, yeah. just like mucking about without any without any set objective in mind. Yeah, exactly. And then next thing I know, oh, what's that? What's that like in the valley? Oh, like it's two it's two bokoblins trying to hunt a boar, uh-huh. and they suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do the main like the the next main quest. <laughs> There, there, there was one time for me that I, I had that where I was, I was in Skyrim and I was going up. Uh, I, I was in just like a forest somewhere, and then all of a sudden, a, I think it was a giant came out of nowhere, and this is when I was like low level, and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh shit, yeah. a, a giant, and then. And then suddenly two dragons come and start fighting the giant in front of me. And I'm running away from them at like <laughs> low health. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And I, and I had to right, jump yeah. off the mountainside. <laughs> oh. And it was, it was great. And I, 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 like, I always yeah. tell that kind of that, that story to, like, to anyone who's like, t- talking to me about, about, uh, about Skyrim, who's like saying like, "Oh, I, I leveled all these things up." I'm like, I I wasn't doing it to level up as a character. I was doing it to just have fun and do and just roam around yes. in a world. And that that's mm-hmm. that's my favorite yeah. thing about RPGs is being able to roam around in the world and and do my thing. Like, I, yes, I'll, oh, I'll one hundred percent. Yeah, I'll end up like playing Assassin's Creed, and I'll like I'll start up playing the storyline and then eventually one, once I get to it I'll just go around finding get people to to kill mm. and just jump on to yeah. and then climb climb on, onto buildings and then go and find another another group and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I do that with Sea of Thieves. Mm. Um cuz like ooh it's like you know, it's uh basically an MMO but you play a pirate instead yeah. of a wizard like that is like i mean automatic awesome like you, you no like no matter what you like playing pirates <laughs> you, you you like playing pirates in, in your stuff oh oh yes yeah oh yes 
are are you more of a why do you have a i mean i i i have i have i have like p- pirate lore in, inside my universe so i haven't gotten to ex- like truly explore inside my podcast mm. really and like that's like stuff that i i plan on eventually doing um but right uh but are are, are you more of like a fantasy style like player or like sci-fi or like which one is your or are you like both of them combined i yeah i i would say i would say my i would say my preferred flavor or i guess it's called genre so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called genre. i guess my preferred uh like rpg genre is probably yeah, it's probably fantasy mm-hmm. um but then also i i really like say like um like magical realism mm. uh i like science fantasy as well science, uh, for that matter science fantasy uh, is my favorite steampunk <laughs> if... science fantasy is awesome yeah it, absolutely it... and actually my um my wife uh is a middle school teacher mm-hmm. and i'm actually running um a campaign for her creative writing club hmm. and it's a mixture of science fantasy and steampunk nice and it's it's more like i mean i'm te- i'm technically the gm but it's yeah. more like like you know i'm trying to teach them you know how to create yeah. a, a world and a story right so it's more like i i guide them through the process mm-hmm. right so it's all them you know this is all their creation and yeah it's a post-apocalyptic science fantasy steampunk and it is awesome that's cool that's really cool yeah that's, that sci- science fantasy is like what my universe is all based around and i pull inspiration from uh mass effect star wars star trek Ooh, yes um, of course yeah the, those are like my main my main i feel like mass effect is the is mm-hmm. i would say the closest kind of yeah. like science fantasy to, yeah to yeah mass effect yeah because yeah because it's funny too because uh after mass effect came out like you know every sci-fi show under the sun basically like started like ripping off its uh yeah. its look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and yeah no no i i totally agree it's um yeah i would say it's it's the textbook example mm-hmm of a, of a science fantasy RPG. Well, uh, with that in a, in a video game, yes, it, it, yeah. in a video game. Um, yeah. but with that, yes, I think that is a good place to end our conversation, even though I, I feel like we could continue mm-hmm. and just go I'm on sure, for I'm several sure hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to shout out well, anything, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not in any rush. But if you have to go, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I have a thing tonight. I'm actually going to a D and D club. Oh, right. D club meeting ah. for the first time. Ah, uh, of course, they they have one here in in Southern California, and I'm like I'm like okay, I I I guess I'll I'll go to it just to network and see see what, oh, what it's oh, all about. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I, I would never keep you from something like that. Well, we're in Southern California. Uh, it's in Newport, actually, like Costa Mesa, Newport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 No, I know. I have family in um, in San Diego and a lot of friends in LA. So oh. I, I yeah. Well, I well now trek down there. I'm in northern. I mean, I'm in Northern California. Well, so now you have you have me away. in Orange Ooh. County. So <laughs> awesome. Great. So yeah, we'll go. Uh, 
want to go dungeoning. If I ever need to go dungeoning, <laughs> well, I'm in the area. I, I I know who to call. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but and, and I mean it. Like you know, I know I'm kind of. Oh, I mean, yeah. Actually, no. I actually really, I really do mean it for sure. If if <laughs> you awesome. if you are ever in the area, likewise, hit me up. Yes. If you yeah, if mm-hmm. if you're ever in the area, hit me up, and I'll like I'll bring my entire setup because I have this like this cool podcast setup. Uh, I don't know if you know what the road, roadcaster nice. roadcaster pro is, but it's like a podcasting uh, like system thing, and it's it's portable, and it like you you oh. put you put headphones on, and I get some like cinematic epic music on there, and then we're just on for a, a ride, in God oh. knows where. <laughs> would, would, would you would would you mind maybe pasting a link in the chat because that sounds awesome oh yeah yeah i mean i i, I could definitely and, i could definitely, definitely share with definitely you definitely something i'd buy yes uh they actually just <laughs> awesome. just came out with with their newest version of it the, and i i really want it but i i i bought it right before they came out with the newest version and it just sucks it's like ah damn it why <laughs> but anyways if you have anything yeah, to, so if, it's, it's so funny yeah so funny yeah when you just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have anything to shout out go go ahead and shout it out for the audience? Yes. Yes, of course. So, um, so yep. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, uh, publish game and word. It is a free weekly long form newsletter that analyzes video games from many different lenses, like from, like, be it history, uh, art, literature, psychology, economics, physics uh spirituality uh did i say philosophy already i I said philosophy um (laughs) and just about anything under the sun Uh, i I cover both retro and modern triple a and indie Mm. of all different genres and you have nothing to lose yes you sign up Go go and ahead and if you want to, you know, if you want to, if you want to access the archives, you know, you can upgrade to a paid subscription. But if you sign up, you'll get every latest issue for free delivered to your inbox every Sunday morning. Perfect, perfect. That that's a hell of a deal, if you ask me. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, everyone, go check out Game and Word. Uh, hopefully, maybe I will be on there eventually. And we'll we'll see. I would I would love to have you on. Awesome, awesome. We'll 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 get that set up. We'll get that set up for sure. Yes. Yes. Let's. Thank you, Jay, for coming on to the podcast. Thank you all for listening to our conversation, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. I thank you for listening to our conversation. Be sure to check out Game & Word at Substack.com. Also, if you'd like to explore more of the new expanding universe, there are links for that as well. Until next time, travelers. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.